With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Houston Sports Radio. It is December 6, 2016, the first episode on a new venture here for me, James Caldwell. You might know me from PW Torch, Pro Wrestling Torch, pwtorch.com. I have moved on from the wrestling world as of the end of the end of September, and I'm now on a job search. I'm also feeling like there's a void in the Houston Sports Radio scene. Uh, during my job search, I've uh, applied for uh, various different radio jobs. I've applied for sports radio jobs in Houston. I feel like there's a void in the marketplace. And now I'm going independent. Uh, I am taking this to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you might know me from the PW Torch livecast at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this is Houston Sports Radio, and I'm going to be doing a podcast on a regular basis. We're going to start off just me going solo. I will mix in some phone calls, some, some guests down the road. But as for now, this is a venture that I'm starting up here on a special December afternoon. It is Tuesday. It is the day after Monday. That means a lot of sports has happened and a lot of sports is coming up. Just to add on to who I am, uh, I was the assistant editor for PWTorch.com for eight years full time. Uh, I'm a Houston sports fan. I'm from Houston. Lived in Houston for most of my life. I've also lived in uh, overseas and also lived in California, which is almost overseas uh, as, far, as far as personality goes. Uh, but uh, Houston's my home. And it was interesting over Thanksgiving, I was having a conversation with my family. Uh, a couple cousins were talking about my job search, talking about, you know, hey, Houston Sports Radio, there's there's a void right now. Uh, you got, you know, you have AM 610 and 790. Uh, that's what I grew up listening to, you know, growing up in the 90s, you know, born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, listening to Houston Sports Radio, haven't really listened to much of it at all recently. Um, it just seems like Houston Sports Radio has gone down, personality changes, time slide changes, and so I felt like there was a void, and that's why I wanted to start this podcast talking about what you guys want to talk about. Uh, that's Houston Sports, and we're doing it here on Houston Sports Radio. And I wanted to mark today's date as the first episode of the Houston Sports Radio podcast as right here tonight on a Tuesday night, uh, WWE is going to be in our backyard, Toyota Center, Houston, Texas. It's interesting, the Rockets played last night against the Celtics. WWE's here tonight. Tomorrow night, the Rockets are back against the Lakers. So right in the middle of this uh, start of the week, it is WWE uh, SmackDown at the Toyota Center. The first WWE show that I will not be covering for the first time in almost 12 years. Uh, I moved back here in January 2006. And I guess almost 11 years. 
Uh, and I've been to every major wrestling show in Houston since then. So almost 11 years total. I kind of knew it was the end. The last show that I went to, WWE was here for a Raw episode in, I believe, it was, I believe it was July. And that's when Kevin Owens won the Universal title. And I have a plaque on my wall uh, and the ticket stub because I knew it was going to be the last major WWE show that I would attend and cover live for PW Torch. So uh, tonight's uh, a SmackDown show that I will not be at. Uh, it's kind of strange. I, I wrestled with it throughout the week. Should I go? Should I not go? Um, but I felt like I've, I've kind of moved on from wrestling. I'm looking at other job opportunities in the meantime. And even when I do get a new job, I'm going to continue to do this podcast, Houston Sports Radio. And it just, I wanted to mark today as a significant date for me. The first major wrestling show I will not be covering in 11 years or so. So an interesting shift for me personally. Um, but this is Houston Sports Radio. We're going to talk about the Rockets. We're going to talk about the Astros. Talk about the Texans, Cougars, Longhorns. Your teams right here. No, we're not talking about gambling. We're not going to talk about other stuff that has nothing to do with sports. We're talking Houston sports. And that's topic number one is my introduction. Topic number two, Houston Rockets. How about it? Uh, they're the top half of the Western Division, Western Conference in the Southwest Division. I don't think they'll catch the Spurs, but they're on a roll. I watched a lot of their West Coast trip uh, last week. They looked really inspired. They looked like a totally different team than last year. Last year, we all know the drama with James Harden and Dwight Howard. Who, you know, Dwight Howard's been in a lot of WWE shows that I've been at. But it was Harden, it was Howard. Who's the leader? Who's the center? Who's the alpha? And eventually, it just got to the point where it just wasn't going to work. And so now it's James Harden and company. And I think that's the way it should be. This team's playing really great offensive basketball. Defense is, you know, suspect. Um, but they got the job done when they needed to last night against the Celtics. Kind of. <laughs> because poor Al, Al Horford uh, completely blew a layup with less than a second left in that game. It was interesting. I, I, I flipped over to, to Root Sports at halftime. Rockets were up by 10. I was kind of going back and forth between the Monday Night Football game and the Rockets. So they're up by 10. Feeling pretty good. Uh, I come back, third quarter, they're down by about five. I, I said, well, what happened What happened here? So third quarter was not kind to the Rockets. Then I come back in the fourth quarter. And my least favorite call in all, probably of all, actually my two least favorite calls in all of sports happened last night. The Monday Night Football game, right before halftime, Colts player, I believe it was Jack Doyle, the tight end. He's going in for a touchdown. The only defensive player the Jets made the entire game. The Jets were awful last night. Uh, the Jets defender punches the ball out of Doyle's hands as he's stretching for a touchdown. Fumble through the end zone. Jets get the ball in the touchback of the 20-yard line. Now, to me, that's my number one least favorite play in all of sports. Is you're the offensive player. You're at the basically the half-yard line. And you go for the touchdown. Other guy punches out to fumble through the end zone. Why does a defensive team get the ball? To me, it should be the offensive team retains possession, but they're you know they're penalized because you did fumble it. But you're at the half yard line. You're about to score. You should be rewarded for being at the half yard line. I say give the ball to the offensive team, give it back to them at the twenty yard line. So you're at least there's at least a penalty involved here. But you don't give possession 
to the other team. The other team lets you drive down the ball for 99 yards and make one play and they get the ball back? I, I've just, I've never liked that. So I think that on that play, Colts should have retained the ball in the 20-yard line. Now, obviously, I'm saying this objectively because I don't like the Colts. They're in our division with the Texans. We're going to get to them in the topic number three. Um, but in general, I do not like that rule. I do not like the defense being the recipient of that play in a manner where they get the ball. There should be a penalty. Offense retains possession at the 20-yard line. My second least favorite play in all of sports is the play that we saw at the very end of the Rockets game last night. Rockets are up by three. 15 seconds left. James Harden receives inbound pass. He's swarmed by Celtics. One of them is Marcus Smart, who's a flopper. A known flopper. If you looked up a business card, it would say Marcus Smart, flopper. And he's within a half inch of James Harden. And what what, what is James Harden to do? Is he supposed to just stand there and let the other player just take the ball from him? Is he supposed to stand there and get a, get a backcourt violation? Just, you know, hold the ball for 10 seconds? So he tries to create space. So as you do, and the announcer's pointing this out during the broadcast, he moves his elbows. He's trying to create space. He's trying to get some wiggle room. And the elbow catches Marcus Smart in the face. To his credit, it wasn't a flop. He has a reputation, but he, you know, he is a flopper. Um, he, it did catch him in the face. But to me, why isn't the offensive player allowed space? He's got to have space to move. And if you're the defender and you're trying to foul him, as clearly Marcus Smart was trying to foul James Harden in that moment, if he's trying to foul and there is literally no space for Harden to operate and Harden swings his elbows to create space, what what's the call? The call is a flagrant foul on James Harden where not only did the Celtics get two free throws, they get the ball. So to me, I, I feel like there should be a there should be an NFL rule, you know, like the on the punt return. You have to give the punt returner space to catch the ball. There's a halo rule, you know, yard, your two yard radius type thing. I feel like in the NBA, if a player is in the corner, if he has received a rebound and he's trying to get position, and someone is within that space, then that that's at their own risk. If you get an elbow in the face, that's too bad. You are then the one-yard halo, or the one-foot, the one, whatever whatever measurement you want to take up to the referee's judgment. He should be allowed that space to move his elbows. How else is he supposed to create movement and create room to then pivot, pass, shoot, if you're down in the shooting range? Um, I just feel like that was that that's a call that if the defender's trying to foul or is too close to the offensive player, I think the offensive player has a right to move. Not not dramatically, and I don't think Harden's was, hey, I'm going to, yeah, oh, you're, oh, you're within the radius, boom, elbow. There, you, you know, that's not the intent. The intent is to allow the offensive player some room to breathe and operate. And, and I, I saw that immediately when I clicked over the game. And so the Celtics get their two free throws. They get the ball. They miss the shot. So now, and the ball goes out of bounds, contested shot, contested rebound, they rule, Celtics retain the ball. So the Rockets are still up by a point. They don't have the ball, though. And so the Celtics have five seconds, inbound to Horford, drives, and completely misses the layup. <laughs> We're talking, he is he's right there, and I think that what he did was 
he kind of got caught in between steps. He was a little bit stumbling down the paint, and he just was off balance. He, he took a shot. It rolled right off the rim. Harden gets the rebound. Clock expires. So fittingly, James Harden gets the final rebound. Rockets win by a point, and we avoid uh, an off an, an awful loss. Rockets win, and they they're I believe 15 and seven now. I believe they're 14 and seven going into that game. So they're on the rise. Like I said, they've got the Lakers tomorrow night after SmackDown tonight. I'm really excited to see this team now. I feel like the pieces are there now. You've got Eric Gordon, great shooter. Anderson, you know, we kind of question that as an offseason acquisition. But he's having a great season so far. Um, you, you've got some pieces there. Can they put it together? Can Clint Capella compete uh, in, in the Western Conference against some of the other top centers in the league? We'll see. I'm excited to see what this Rockets team does. We're right here in the beginning of December. we got a lot of basketball left, but this team's looking pretty good. We'll see how they compete down the stretch and if James Harden can compete with Russell Westbrook for the MVP of the league. Mr. Triple-Double Westbrook, and uh, James Harden's right there with him as far as triple-doubles go. We'll take a quick break and be right back with some Texans talk and the Houston Cougars, who's the next coach. Right after this, we'll discuss those two topics. All right, we're back here on Houston Sports Radio. We're located right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Blogtalkradio.com slash Houston Talk. Blogtalkradio.com slash Houston Talk. I'll be doing this podcast on you know, a regular basis. I'm doing five topics in each show. So if I find five really good topics tomorrow, uh, I might do another podcast tomorrow. If it's on Thursday or Friday, uh, we'll, do, we'll do a five topic. I've already got two for the next show. So if I get three more, maybe uh, maybe we'll pump out another one on Wednesday or Thursday. But here on topic number three, the Texans. Will they win this AFC South division? They are currently 6-6. Six and six. They've lost three in a row. Watched pretty much the entire Texans game against the Packers on Sunday. It was, it was that old AFC Central, Oilers, Bengals, Oilers. Steelers, Oilers, Browns, kind of an atmosphere of December. Uh, well, I would say divisional, but it was obviously not a divisional game. Uh, but those old AFC Central divisional matchups were freezing cold in December. You know, Browns, Steelers, Bengals, um, those kind of games. So that's kind of what it reminded me watching the Texans play the Packers. And I'll say this, Brock Osweiler was not terrible. He only got one touchdown drive. Wouldn't matter. We got we got a, a garbage touchdown drive at the end of the at the end of the fourth quarter. Thankfully, because D Hop got that, and D Hop's on all my fantasy teams, and he's had a bit of a rough year. Um, so I was glad to see that. But the Texans are six and six. The Colts are six and six. The Titans are six and six. All three division leaders are six and six. Yes, the Texans, who have been in first place pretty much the entire season, are now in a three-way tie for first. So, let's look at the schedules. Can the Texans actually win this division? Texans, week 14, this Sunday, at Indianapolis. They finally broke the seal last year, beating Indianapolis and Indy for the first time ever last year with, what, eight quarterbacks in that game. So now we've got Osweiler. And the key last year, of course, was the Colts did not have Andrew Luck. (laughs) They have Andrew Luck now. I, I just, I don't see us winning in Indy 
against Andrew Luck. I don't see it. So let's call it a loss. Let's say the Texans are six and seven. Colts are seven and six. Titans are at home against the Broncos. Broncos are interesting. Who's their quarterback? Will it be Simeon? Will it be Paxton Lynch? The Titans have been racking up a lot of points and yardage at home lately. So, man, that's a tough one. I'm going to give I'm going to give that one to the Broncos. I think the Broncos' defense will slow down Mariota enough for the Broncos' offense to get some points to win. That's a toss-up to me, though. So, if the Texans are six and seven, and the Colts are seven and six, and the Titans are six and seven, week fifteen. Here's the two keys here: week fifteen and week sixteen. Texans at home against the Jaguars. That should be a win. Texans at home against the Bengals. That should be a win. If they don't win those two games, they don't deserve to win this division. They should win these two games. Again, Jaguars and Bengals losing records, seasons pretty much over, talent deficiencies on both teams. They should win these two games. So you're looking at eight and seven. Colts, meanwhile, during those two weeks, at the Vikings, at the Raiders. I think they lose those two games. Vikings defense, I think, will overwhelm the, the Colts' awful offensive line. And then the Colts at the Raiders. I think the I think the Raiders are a better team than the Colts right now. So I've got the Texans eight and seven. I've got the Colts seven and eight. So the Colts beat the Texans this Sunday and they lose the next two. Texans lose this Sunday, they win the next two. Texans eight and seven, Colts seven and eight. How about the Titans? So they're at the Chiefs and at the Jaguars. I've got the Titans losing at the Chiefs, so that's 6-8. They beat the Jaguars in, in Jacksonville, 7-8. and eight. So, Texans 8-7, and seven, Colts and Titans 7-8 and eight going in the last week of the season. <laughs> Here's where things get interesting. Texans at the Titans, Colts at home against the Jags. Colts win that, 8-8. Eight and eight. Texans at the Titans. If the Titans win, according to my scenario, they would be 8-8. Eight and eight. If the Texans win, they'd be 9-7. and seven. They'd win the division. Now, if the Texans end up 8-8, eight and eight, if the Colts end up 8-8, eight and, eight, and the Titans end up 8-8, eight eight, I have no idea what happens. Then you got all the tie-breaking scenarios. Texans would have split home and away with both the Titans and the, and the Colts. You know, and then you get all the craziness uh, of the tiebreakers and all that. Here's with a simple thing. If the Colts are, are if the Colts are seven and eight, and the Texans are eight and seven, all the Texans have to do is beat the Titans. They go to nine and seven, and then it doesn't matter what the Colts do. But if it's a if they're both of the same record going into that matchup, then you know who knows. Uh, but this has a chance to end up eight and eight. The Texans might end up winning the division at nine and seven, and they beat the Titans who they've had you know, good success against lately. But if the Texans don't win against the Jaguars and Bengals at home, I don't think they win this division. They've got, if they can't beat Indy on Sunday in Indy, they have to beat the Jets and the Bengals at home the last two home games. And then at least have a chance to, if you lose the Titans, you got a tiebreaker. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but this is a this is gonna be a wild finish these last four games this last quarter of the season. I'm I'm predicting the Texans find a way to win the division, but I would not be surprised to see them just give this away. And 
it's it's so frustrating because this is a Super Bowl season in Houston. We're hosting the Super Bowl. And we want the Texans in that Super Bowl. If they made the playoffs, could they get make it to the Super Bowl? I doubt it. I really doubt it. I mean, J.J. Watt would have to come back from, from surgery before he's supposed to and somehow make a playoff push. But I, I just don't see the Texans doing much damage in the playoffs. But at least get there and give yourself a shot. Give yourself a shot to make the playoffs. Nine and seven, it's doable. It is doable at nine and seven. Will they make it happen? I don't know. I don't know. The last three weeks have not been kind. Topic number four. Houston Cougars. Who is going to be the next coach of the Cougars? Lane Kiffin, Les Miles, Major Applewhite, Todd Orlando. Somebody can pull you off the radar. I don't know. It's not going to be our Bryles. I, I, I anticipate a decision made... Perhaps by the end of the week. Perhaps by the end of the week. Uh, I, you know, it could be someone off the radar because look at Baylor. Baylor today hired Temple's coach, uh, Coach Rule, who just won American Conference Championship. We we all know, you know, Temple lost, of course, to our Cougars last year. I was at that game. That's if you pull up, uh, if you pull up our page, BlogTalkRadio.com/HoustonTalk. That uh, that photo of, of myself is from on the field after the Cougars beat Temple to win the first American Conference Championship title game. That was last year. This year, Temple surprisingly beat Navy, in Navy, at Navy, at their place. And now Temple's head coach is coming to Baylor, completely off the radar. So now the Cougars, you're on the clock. I guess Oregon as well, but the Cougars. And here's a problem where, where the Cougars sit. They're in the American Conference which wants to be a power six, six conference. You know, if you wanted to, right now it's a power five. They want to be power six. But until then, all these coaches are going to be moving on to power five teams. Um, last year, Memphis's coach, Fuente, moved on to Virginia Tech. This year, Tom Herman, my boy Tom Herman, going to my other school, Texas. Going to my Longhorns. We're going to try to get that ship righted. I love Coach Strong. I love Charlie Strong. It just wasn't working. And so the Cougars, for the third time, are basically a stepping stone to a bigger school. And until and until the American becomes a power six, where there's a legit shot to be in the conference I'm sorry, in the in the playoff, the four team championship playoff, this is gonna happen year after year after year. Temple's coach goes on. The, you know, U of H's coach Herman going to Texas. Um you know, I that inner conflict. What you know? What what's the what what's what's best? Texas getting Coach Herman to kind of fix a major school, or U of H building toward maybe they can be a consider you know a considerable favorite to be that power that non power five team that gets in the playoff mix every year. Realistically, it's Herman going to Texas to fix my horns, and. Now it's up to U of H. You know who? If you get Les Miles, instant credibility. If you get Lane Kiffin, you know credibility. But there's some baggage there from his past coaching experience. Major Applewhite, his first major head coaching gig. Tyler Orlando, first major head coaching gig. Applewhite, obviously a big Longhorn star of the past that I watched growing up. Is he ready to be a head coach? I don't know. Les Miles is intriguing. He's recruited Houston. If they could get Les Miles. And some sort of guarantee that he won't, 
you know, bolt for a big job next year. I I think he's a good hire with an offensive coordinator because LSU's offense has been horrible the last couple of years. But U of H has some quarterbacks. They've got some quarterbacks, Allen, King. They've got some prospects after Greg Ward graduates following this bowl game here on the 17th. So let, let's see what happens with this U of H head coaching search. We'll definitely do a podcast on the next U of H head coach. I don't know if it'll be Miles. I don't know if it'll be Kiffin. It might end up being Todd Orlando or Major Applewhite. We'll see. Right after this break, we'll wrap it up with topic number five. We'll preview the next episode. Stick with us here on Houston Sports Radio with James Caldwell. All right, we're back here on Houston Sports Radio. Topic number five. Got to talk a little fantasy football. Uh, this has uh, probably been my best fantasy football season Actually, since college, it's been a long time. I actually looked this up. Uh, I remember there was one year in college where I had Dante Culpepper. I remember that name with Minnesota Vikings. He had an amazing season. He was my quarterback, pretty much dominated uh, my team fantasy in Yahoo Fantasy League. This is 2003, I believe it was. I looked it up. Uh, I finished in first place, and I lost in the first round of the playoffs because Culpepper played a really good defense and he got like zero points. <laughs> he been amazing. And then the rest of my team had about, had an off night too, off week that week. I, it, it, was, it was a scar because I have not had a season like that since now. Uh, I'm, I'm in a couple of different leagues. Uh, one league is my cousin Bradley, and I finished the regular season 12-1. and one. So Went the first 10 weeks undefeated, lost to Brad, uh, and then won the next two games, finished 12-1. and one. Uh, so I'm in first place, got the bye week. And then in my brother's league, Jordan, uh, I finished 11-2. and two. I started that, that league 11-0, and 0, and I lost the last two to finish 11-2. and two. So I got a 12-1 team, an 11-2 league, uh, and an 11-2 team in two separate leagues. The only thing I can say for how this happened is a combination of two things. I had a, a really good draft in both leagues. The, the league where I had an awful season, an ESPN league with a torch, PW Torch and ProWrestling.net, awful draft. Uh, I just I never could get the right pick I wanted each round. Somebody jumped me. I'm, I'm t- the person before or after me got the person I was looking for almost five or six times I would say. Uh, but in these two Yahoo fantasy leagues, I mean it was a the person I wanted was right there. It was perfect, perfect draft. I felt so good about both drafts. Um, limit, I didn't have to do many free agent pickups. Basically, most of my team in these two Yahoo leagues is who I drafted. Uh, the ESPN league was a bit of a mess. I had to do a lot of free agent pickups, and they really haven't panned out. So we're not talking about the ESPN league, where I finished 10th out of 14. We're talking about the Yahoo leagues, 12-1 and in my cousin Bradley's league, 11-2 in my brother's league. Now, Here's my bone to pick. I'm in. I'm 11 and two. My buddy Matt, I gotta give a shout out to Matt in California. He's also 11 and two. That we have a division. My brother set up this league a divisional setup. So I'm on top of one division, 11 and two. Matt's on top of another division, 11 and two. I go to Yahoo this afternoon, and there's a second place by my my standing, my my uh, my record, 11 and two. I said, wait, wait a second, because go back in time. I beat Matt head to head. I beat Matt head to head. We had one matchup this season. I beat him head to head. It was a, it was the epic battle of the ten and O teams. We're both ten and O. 
going in this matchup, I beat him. So, if I'm 11 and 2 and he's 11 and 2, shouldn't I have finished the regular season in first place based on the head-to-head matchup? Apparently Yahoo does not do that. I actually sent an email inquiring as such. Uh, Yahoo goes by the points or some other tiebreaker, points in your division and standings and head, you know, similar matchups and all this all this other stuff. So, Matt has more points than I do. Um uh, and you know, I should go back in time. The two reasons why these these two great teams, the draft and point differential, uh, or or I'm sorry, points allowed. So it, you know, for instance, uh, in in my in my uh, cousin Bradley's league, I scored 163 points this week, and my brother, who's also in my cousin's league, scored 139. Um, so I, I outscored him. But throughout the season in both leagues, the person I played against has not scored a lot of points. So sometimes it's just a lot of luck. It has nothing to do with your skill or your pickups. It's just how many points did your opponent score that week. And for for 10, 11, 12 weeks, I just happened to score more points than the other person. And the other person didn't score a lot of points most of those weeks. Um, so coming back to my brother's league, uh, Matt had a lot more points than I did. And I guess because of that, he got the head-to-head, I'm sorry, he got the tiebreaker, not the head as I have the head-to-head. He got the tiebreaker where he finishes in first place. Now, it kind of doesn't matter because we both get a bye week. We're both first and second. So we both have a bye week. We're playing next week. But I'm on the side of the bracket with my brother and my wife. So I'm going to play either my brother or my wife in the semifinals next week. Otherwise, I'd be on the other side of the bracket against people I don't know. And therefore, I can just go beat them and not feel bad about it. But now, if I win next week in the semifinals after an 11-2 season, it's against either my brother or my wife. And that's a hard matchup. I don't like that. So, therefore, that's another reason why I should have been in the first place. I had the head-to-head, and we don't want family drama here, folks. This is the Houston Sports Radio podcast right here on blogtalkradio.com slash Houston Talk. And on the next show, we're going to hit our five topics. We'll talk about the news. We'll talk about some Heisman ridiculousness. And Carlos Beltran coming back to Houston. Talk about the 2000s. What kind of reception do you guys think that Beltran should get when he comes back to Houston to play for the Astros? We all remember the drama of 2004-2005. Oh boy, Beltron back in Houston. I guess uh, I guess we'll see how that goes. So we'll talk about that and the other hot topics in uh, Houston sports on the next show. Thank you guys for being part of this first episode right here on BlogTalkRadio.com/slash Houston Talk. This is Houston Sports Radio for Tuesday, December sixth, 2016. Shout out to our friends over at podcastthemes.com, providing the theme for tonight's show and all shows going forward, podcastthemes.com. Thanks for the hookup, and we'll talk to you guys next time right here on Houston Sports Radio.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.